It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Boston Celtics are rolling. Let's get the outside perspective from one of the best minds in the game, Mo Dakil. We're going to break down what we see from the Celtics right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back. We going wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics. Who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ. Keep John on replay. Primetime, gapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started. Raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine and your first listen every day. Lockdown Celtics is free. It's available everywhere podcasts exist. The show is also on YouTube. Really do appreciate you watching the show on YouTube. I'm John Corrales. I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, and I was one of the voters, the media voters, on the, uh, lock, the Celtics 75th anniversary team. Today on the show, I'm bringing in Mo Dakil, who is a former video coordinator for the Spurs, for the Clippers. You can find him on Twitter at Mo Dakil underscore NBA. You'll see it when we get to the video. Uh, he writes on Bleacher Report, does podcasts for The Athletic. He is uh, a very smart guy when it comes to breaking down videos. If you watch him, you can watch his Twitch channel. He's breaking things down. He knows the game very intimately, and we are breaking down the Boston Celtics, their offense, what we're seeing from Tatum and Brown, and all of that. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts, and here's where the podcast starts with Mo Dakil. Mo, it's it's actually we were just saying this before we started recording. It's actually good to like meet face to face somehow like <laughs> pages of like first you find each other on twitter then you do like a zoom call and then at some point we'll actually be at a game together but uh, it's good to have you on that's how this goes that's exactly how it goes i have a lot of people who are twitter friends who i've never met in person and let's just be honest there's probably what like a 50 50 chance i'll ever meet them <laughs> right, oh, right. You know? and, and and stuff you just kind of roll with it so uh, uh it's good to to be Face to face with you, John, at least. Yeah, right. um, and the reason I brought you on here is because you're one of the most knowledgeable people uh, that I know on Twitter. You obviously used to be a video coordinator for the Spurs and the Clippers, and uh, you you spread you spread your knowledge all over the Internet. And, and this is with the Celtics now on a little bit of a roll. The Celtics actually whole now. Uh, I, I wanted to bring you in to get a sense of what you're seeing that's that's different. So let's just start at the top here. My big thing coming into the season was that Marcus Smart, I think Marcus Smart can be a starting point guard, and he has been the starting point guard for the last nine games. They're 8-1, and one, but they're playing against bad competition. So let me, let me know what you think. What, what do you think? What have you seen from Marcus Smart as the starting point guard running the Celtics offense? So – 
I think especially at the start of the season, he really wasn't good at it. And I don't think he's a guy I really want to count on to be the starting point guard. Now, here's the thing. And this is this is really a maybe it's a, a mo issue, but it's more like I have a hard time saying guys are going to develop to being a point guard. There's a natural instinct in terms of the playmaking that comes along with it with being a point guard. That is something I don't think that can be taught, you know, and I think it's something that it it I don't even know. It has to be nurtured and developed and things like that. You can have that instinct, but you have to really work on it to get that out of you. And I think that's something that I don't think Marcus Smart has. Now, let's that's that's early in the season. He's come back this season after coming back from from COVID and he's been phenomenal as a passer. Right. Like everything he's done, like the, the, the team has taken another leap in terms of their ball movement. That was my biggest criticism before the new year. You know, was just, hey, like they don't move the ball a lot. It's a lot of one on one action. It looks very good when Tatum and Jalen are, 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 are cooking. But, you know, when you boil it down, there's not a lot of extra passing, not a lot of movement and things like that. I feel like in this run right now and, and we can talk about the competition and they're playing now and, and things like that. But in this run. They're getting all of that. They're getting good ball movement. They're getting extra passes. It's, you know, I don't feel like I used to judge things by the number of passes in a possession. And I think that was wrong of me. I think it's, you kind of just got, you know, sometimes it could just be two passes and you get a great look out of it and you go from there. And I think they're finding good opportunities off of that. And they're the most important thing though, to me with, with smart is he is kind of being the linchpin right now. He is moving the ball. He is swinging it really well like there was a clip in the game they lost to the Knicks I think down at the buzzer you know he he had a three to to, to tie it or win it I, I can't fully remember I'm getting over I don't remember these things there's stuff like that but you know he he took a shot and it was a good shot but if he honestly if he swung it over he had a wide open Jalen Brown right. right and that's and that was my problem with smart was smart always takes that shot instead of making that extra pass feel like since he's come back, he really has, you know, made the effort to make that extra pass. And I think that's part of the reason why we're seeing the Celtics on that run. Yeah. Seeing that this is where I think the combination where, where they, they play Schroeder and smart together at, at, when, when smart is pushed off the ball and you make someone else, the primary ball handler, he, his mindset changes. It seems like he, and that, and that's on him. But also, it's on the coach to like understand. I think that that tendency, the the Schroeder smart combination is just I think it failed spectacularly all all season long. And when Schroeder's on the floor and he's in, in smart is just hey I'm going to be a catch and shoot guy. Then you get those shots, and, and those are the shots that drive people crazy. When he's the 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 guy who starts the offense, and I think this is unique to this particular team. The Celtics don't need a you know a Chris Paul necessarily well I mean everybody can use a Chris Paul but like they don't need that dominant point guard who passes who everything flows through they need I think smart gives them enough of what they need where he initiates the offense he you can see him pushing the ball up you can see him trying to push the pace and he once he gives the ball up kind of almost like fades into the side and then we'll come back up to get the ball if he needs to. But that, then he's like in the corner and then you've got your playmakers and Tatum and Brown and all these other guys. And they, they, the offense runs through that. 
So I don't, I don't know if, if that's something that you that you've seen like in in this run where you say, hey, Marcus has been great in this run. Do you think a team can the way it's constructed like the Celtics are with Tatum and Brown as your your wings and ball dominant guys, you're going to have the ball a lot. Do you think a team can get away with a Marcus Smart as your point guard? Considering I, I everything else that he does? I don't think you can in the playoffs, if I'm just being honest. Right? Yeah, no, and, no, this is... and I think it's I think you can get away with it in the regular season. Mm-hmm. I think in the playoffs, it's 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 such a difference in the fact of the attention that comes to you in the playoffs. Like when teams get to lock in on you and know, hey, we don't have a back to back. We don't have to think about okay, right. we're playing you tonight and then Charlotte tomorrow or Charlotte in two days or whatever or, or, or things like that. It's it's They can adjust an entire game plan around these things. I think that's where it becomes a little bit more untenable. But, you know, it's the, the, the beauty of it right now is, you know, Smart is getting those important reps and these are important because he's going to have to do it in the playoffs. And and the problem right. for the, uh, the Celtics right now is they're still in the playing game. Right. So that's that's the other thing. Right. Like they're not even going to have the chance themselves to fully have the amount of time, assuming they stay in the playing game. They're seventh right now. As tight as the East is, we could blink tomorrow and they'll be third. Like right. the way things are going. <laughs> um, but like the playing game kind of adds that difficulty of those teams don't have a chance to game plan for their the who they could potentially face if they win the playing tournament and you lose those days. I think with smart, though. It's good. Like this is all good reps. These are all important things. And he might prove me wrong. It might be the the guy that's a, a playmaker and can kind of make those those plays. He he wants to. You know what I mean? Like it's you can kind of see it in him. Like he really wants to. I don't think I wouldn't say he's a selfish player. You know, I don't think he's in 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 that sense. I think they're just moments and opportunities where he thinks like, okay, I I can go. And I think there are times where he knows like, hey, I gotta swing the ball and stuff. But I wanted to. They don't need a Chris Paul type, but they needed a Lonzo Ball type. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like they needed the guy that strings everybody together. And I don't know if Smart can do that for an entire season and playoffs. Like that's really kind of, you know, it's I've, I have a lot of evidence that he can't. Right. This is really well, kind of the first season we're seeing it. The, the, and this is the funny thing about this debate because a lot of people, the, I'll, I'll, let me start with the, this part. A lot of people just dismiss it out of hand. So I'm glad like we're having the conversation about it. Um, and my my argument is always like Smart hasn't been able to truly be the point guard mm-hmm. in all of his time because he came here and there was Isaiah Thomas and then there was Kyrie and then there was Kemba. And so he's always had like someone who was the point guard and he was always playing off ball because he's so good at everything else defensively and, and you know, you needed him on the floor. Now, I've most of my argument has been more theoretical, and we're starting to see it. And I'm, I'm like, ah, finally, see, I was like, <laughs> you know? I've been telling you, yes, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, but your point is is a, an excellent point. The playoffs are going to be a determining factor. Like, if they get into the, the the playoffs and it it falls apart, and Marcus Smart is the weak link, and and it doesn't work because of that. Then this summer becomes different when, when Brad Stevens is trying to put together trades. The tradeability of Marcus Smart hinges on what he does in the playoffs. So hopefully the Celtics, I'd love the Celtics to like get into that 
five or six so we can actually see them maybe even win a series or or, or be competitive in a series because that's a, that that really is a question that needs to be answered I, I can sit here and and crow about Marcus Smart in in the last nine games and and have this debate all I want but the reality is that that's going to be the proving point and this summer is a critical summer for the Boston Celtics and Moving forward, like they're either going to move forward with Marcus Smart or without. And, and I think, to your point, what he does in the playoffs might be the determining factor. And and we should also be clear, it's not just Marcus Smart, right? Like since no. the turn of the new year, Smart's averaging 5.1 assists a game. You have Tatum at 4.7. You have Jalen Brown at 3.8. Like those are the guys that do need to be moving the ball because – for them, if everybody else is getting theirs, it will open up opportunities for them to really exploit offensively. Like I think it's smart has made it contagious because that was my problem with the Celtics offense. I have I had a few notes, you know, before this run with the Celtics offense, and then I'm seeing it now kind of like they're playing better. But I think the first one was just like it's really one or two passes and then one on one. But now we're seeing it one or two passes and they're getting a good look or, or it's four and five passes and they're getting a good look. It's, it's, it's kind of been a change in, in, in sort of just the thinking somewhere, the switch turned on for somebody and it became contagious. Back for more with uh, Mo. When, when we come back, we'll be talking about Tatum and Brown and what we're seeing from those guys, the concept of trust in the, uh, in the NBA and uh, for running a great offense. First, let me tell you about Bet Online, which has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march into the big game this weekend, uh, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Do not wait to take advantage of all of these new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. This is the Thursday show of Locked On Celtics. Thank you for making it your first listen every day. Hey, at 2 o'clock on Thursday, make sure you are tuned in to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel for live trade deadline coverage it's me along with uh josh lloyd uh antonio daniels um we are covering the entire uh trade deadline as it happens uh hosted by kim becker whatever happens whatever has happened the potential for a james harden trade james harden and ben simmons they look like they're going to actually pull that deal off uh we're going to talk about it all so make sure you're subscribed in the locked on nba youtube channel for live coverage starting at 2 p.m. on Thursday. 
Now let's get back into the conversation. Let's talk about Tatum and Brown and their progression with Moda Keel. Let's get into that. Let's let's talk about this this switch that flipped because I think the switch that flipped was you have the whole starting five together, and you know this team coming into the season. I think the consensus amongst us who who cover the beat writers and those of us who cover the team was could be a good team. Can't withstand many injuries. Certainly can't withstand anything to to Jalen and Jason. And they did get Jalen and Jason injuries, COVID, and all that stuff. And I think it's played out like that. The earlier part of the season was obviously horrible, and now here they are. They're 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 winning, and and they're they're climbing in the standings in their hole. Part of the, what we've been seeing is Tatum and Brown moving the ball against Brooklyn, especially. One of the big storylines coming out was. Blitz Tatum, Blitz Brown, they kind of like accept it, draw them in, kick it out, and then all of a sudden, boom, 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 swing, 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 bucket. Um, What have you seen as far as the passing ability, the growth in the passing ability and the recognition from from those two guys, Jalen and Jason? See, I think like when you're a guy, the level of players that those guys are, I think there's the concept of, you know, I need to be the one to make it happen. And, and, and a lot of those guys tend to think that's scoring. And I think a lot of times it's not that. It's it's more like I need to manipulate the defense, exactly what you described. These teams are going to blitz those guys. They're going to get the ball out of their hands quickly. And now the Celtics get, a, get to attack four on three, you know, depending on where the ball moves and things like that. I think the, the willingness and the understanding of like, I'm going to give this ball up because there's a good chance I'm going to get it back. And that's a trust factor. And that's something you're getting to see more and more with that. And this, the core has been together in, in, in Tatum Brown uh, uh, smart has been together for a very long time. Robert Williams, you know, he's relative, still relatively young. They know Horford and, and it, you know, you have some of the other young guys, Grant Williams, they've been around, but they're beginning to kind of trust it more of like, Hey, when I give the ball up, if I'm open, I'm going to get it back. And it's even between, Tatum and, and 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 Brown in that like when I pass to Tatum if he doesn't have that and I'm open I know he's going to kick it back out to me and vice versa and I think just kind of having that trust and that understanding of it it goes a long way for them and I think that's kind of the the big the big switch there's no way I could kind of just point to something X's and O's wise and say like that's what they did differently no it's 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 just that understanding of it you know one of my favorite yeah. phrases or, or, or stories was Pop talking to Kawhi uh, about Kawhi a long time ago. He goes, once he understands that when I call a play for him, it doesn't mean necessarily for him to score. It's for him to kind of uh, just attack and, and and then play off of it, I think is, is kind of what you're looking for from those guys. And I think they're beginning to understand that, hey, being the guy doesn't necessarily mean I got to score. I just got to make the defense shift. And then from there, we can attack. Yeah. Uh, the concept of trust, how important is just trusting your teammates to running a good offense? It's, it's the, it's one of the main tenets, you know, the whole thing. It's and not just on the offense, also on defense, but in, in trust of like, when I drive baseline, I know there's a guy going to the opposite corner for the baseline drift. I know where my guys are going to be when I'm driving here they know where I'm going and, and and I trust that they're going to be there. And then when I give up the ball, you know, if, if it's an open shot, I got to trust them to make that shot. And if it's not an open shot, I got to trust them to know 
that, hey, that's not a good shot. Let's keep moving it. You know, it's it's too many guys are terminators out there on 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 offense around the league where they catch the ball and they terminate the play, you know, and, and, and it's even a second it's catch the ball, look, and then swing it. You've already let the defense catch up. You know, yeah. it's, it's, that was something the Celtics were doing very early on and you weren't getting what I would always call like a swing, swing three, which was, you know, catch, swing, swing, pass again, and the ball would end up in the corner for an open three. You weren't getting a lot of those early on. Now you're beginning to get it because guys aren't just holding it. And it, it just comes down to that trust of like, I may not get the shot this possession, you know? And, and listen, we all play basketball. We all want to shoot, but like, <laughs> it's, it's, right. you know, but like it's trusting and knowing that like, we're going to run good offense. And I trust my guys that they're going to take, we're going to work to get the best available shot and not just somebody's going to go rogue and jack up a shot. This, this is behind the concept of, the good to great, which you highlighted on, on one thing. I've been fighting this fight. Now, I, I I admit that I had not done it well because I share like screenshots on Twitter because I'm trying to do it fast while mm -hmm. the game is going on. And I, I there are shots that have happened during the course of the season where I'm like, this, this is an open shot, but it's one pass. It's 18 seconds on the shot clock. And there's a situation here like – Maybe there's a, a run that's happened and you're like, hey, you've been attacking, attacking, attacking. Don't don't settle for the three. Keep attacking because the defense is just giving this up right now. Or, yeah, Tatum has a shot. Tatum's open and he's got a guy kind of closing out on him. And there's eight second, eight, 18 seconds left. Just attack that or, or, or swing. Like that type of thing is something that, that I believe in just offensively. It doesn't matter who you are out there. Jason Tatum can get a three-pointer basically whenever the hell he wants. I think one thing the Celtics have done in this concept of trust is they've been able to give the ball up. The trust that they can get it back, I think, is so huge. Uh, there was a play uh, against Brooklyn where Jalen Brown had it. A guy was closing out. He drew a double team because they were blitzing. Over to, It was like swing to Richardson, to Horford into the post to to uh, Robert Williams, back out to Horford, back out to Jalen, wide open three. He got fouled and got three free throws. Like that to me was like, oh, yes. <laughs> You're getting it. Um, what When you see a team start to get it like that, what do you think? Like, is that them putting in just effort to like, okay, this is on the players to put in that effort? Is, is there coaching involved? Like in your experience, what does it take to get that team to go like, okay, yeah. Like these young guys to say, all right, yeah, I, I get it now. I, I, I'm not sacrificing my numbers by passing the ball. Yeah, I think the, the first thing is getting a guy like him to understand, yo, you can get that shot off at any point in the shot clock. You don't need to take it with 22 seconds on shot clock or whatever, or, or early in the clock, you know, unless it's a very good look. You know, I think it's it's the understanding of that. And I think some of that is as a coach, it's reinforcing it. You know, it's it's showing all the positive clips of look what happens when we get good ball movement or player movement. Cause it's not just ball movement, it's getting cuts, it's getting guys cutting down the lane and opening up lanes for other guys and things like that. It's you know, it's as a coach, it's just showing that stuff over and over again. It's almost like positive reinforcement, you know, the play you described that should go on the edit for the next day of like, yo, this is great offense. We need more of this, 
you know, and you have to show when it's bad offense and you have to have guys that are willing to take that criticism, you know, and, and, and say like, yo, there are, and there are still possessions like this where Tatum will, the ball will be in Tatum's hands the entire possession. Right. And he'll dribble it, not really go anywhere for like 13 seconds on the shot clock. You know, by the time he gets into his move and gets into his action, there's five seconds on the shot clock. If he doesn't have a shot, he's throwing a grenade to somebody else, you know, and it's, it's, it, it basically is right. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, crap, I can't get my shot off. Richardson, you shoot, you know, and it's like, <laughs> oh, crap, I got two seconds left. I got to shoot a shot, a wild three, contested three. It's that stuff, you know, and, and you got to hate that oh my god catching the grenade oh yeah sorry. it's just it's just a bad play right and it's just like and you got to show that in 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 film sessions going like these are the possessions we need to stay away from and and maybe that's something you got to show privately to, to tatum maybe that's something you show as a uh the the team as a whole to make it a, a collective point but i think it's it's those types of things as a coaching aspect how you do that i think the the on the player side it's it's the more they see that and the more they see the results, it's it's just a massive difference, right? There's a lot more confidence that comes into it, a lot more of like, yeah, let's keep moving the ball, let's keep going, let's keep passing. And I think those are the things that it's it's just gonna kind of work out in time. We'll get into the coaching. What makes a good NBA head coach? What are the skills that he needs? That is coming up next. First, let's talk about Rock Auto, which has everything for your car, truck, RV, motorcycle. Doesn't matter what's out there. You know that one of those chain stores in the strip malls, there's no possible way that they could have every piece for everything you need when you consider all the cars, trucks, and everything that are out there. So go to rockauto.com, save time, save money. Saving time is a huge thing because you can just sit at your computer and enter in all the same information you're gonna do. Why drive to one of those places when you can just enter that information and go through the catalog that's very expansive very easy to use and the price points are the big key do you want something that fits more into a budget you can go through and see everything that they have and it's as simple as wipers or floor mats or as complicated as engine parts something like a fuel pump for a honda odyssey which is 353 dollars at a chain store you get it for 216 dollars at rockauto.com why spend 30 to 50 to even 100 more for the same parts at a chain store or a car dealership it makes no sense Go to rockauto.com. When you do go to rockauto.com, I'm pretty sure you're going to buy something, whatever you whatever you need. When you do, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That's how they know we sent you. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box at rockauto.com. It's an amazing selection, reliably, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Let's get into the coaching because obviously Ime's a first-year head coach. So you've got 
a lot of things in play here, a lot of moving parts for the Celtics, and they're trying to figure it out. And this was never really going to be a, a contending year for the Celtics, obviously, but th this is the beginning of what they hope is a long stretch. Like they're they're going to figure some things out theoretically. D Brad Stevens is going to figure out some moves. You're building around Tatum and Brown, and, and we'll see where Smart fits and Robert Williams and all these other guys. You've you've committed to email Doka. And here he is now, rookie head coach. Um, have what what growth have you noticed from him over the course of the season? Have you seen adjustments to his playbook or maybe some of the whatever adjustments like having been in there and, and understanding what what a head coach because we all sit here and think like we know what a head coach does, but you've actually worked for head coaches. You know what a head coach really does. What what have you noticed from Ime this season? I think the first thing is just the rotation, right? And cutting down the rotation and 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 giving guys a little bit of a longer leash, you know. And and you know, it's not that different than Brad Stevens, right? Like Brad Stevens at the start of every year would have these rotations that were super long and slowly would would dice it down as he's trying to get a better feel for everybody. I think that's kind of the starting point. And and it's just funny because John, the criticism of Yudoka all, you know, early on in the year was like, you know, to me, I was like, this is the same stuff, same issues you had last season with Brad Stevens and everybody was going after him. You got to give him time to grow. But I think the, the acknowledgement of like, okay, these are the guys I'm sticking with. These are the guys I'm going with is the, is the starting point. You know, um, obviously I, I, I don't know how they operate as a coaching staff in there, but I think just sort of putting together, you know, this is the plan. I think, you know, he was always prepared, but having an understanding of like, these are the guys we're going to roll with. If we have to adjust, we'll adjust. And then just constantly hitting the same points over and over again. I mean, look, the defense has improved on an, you know, another notch. The offense has grown on another level. And I think it's just continuing to hit those points. And, you know, we always talk about player development, but we never talk about coaches development. And I mm -hmm. think it's just, this is part of that learning process for him, you know, as a coach. And, and it, it's something that he's, he's kind of picking up on. And I think it's, you know, he's done a good job despite everybody ready to call for his heads very early on. You know, I think it's just like, you know, I think he's done a very solid job with a really good roster and or a pretty good roster. There are holes in there that I think they need to improve on, but I think the, he, he's gotten buy-in. It may have taken longer than most, but he's gotten the buy-in because you can just see it on the offensive end. There's the, the ball's flying. And yeah. that's something we haven't seen from the Celtics really for a while, to be honest, you know, for years, really, it, it's, it's really moving. It's humming. You know, I was going through watching clips again this morning, just kind of getting ready for the film or for the, the, the podcast. And, and it's just, you're seeing it. And it's just like, I, I just flashed back to when I watched them early in the year when I was like, man, like you need to pass the ball. And yeah. this time I'm like, Yo, you're almost at a risk, almost overpassing at times. You know, right. but I'd rather have that than, than the other way around. But they're doing some good stuff there. And I think just getting just staying with it. He turned down. He, he, he clearly didn't hear, didn't deal with the noise all that much and has gotten them going. The one thing I'm glad he stopped doing is calling out the team after every other game, though. That was <laughs> uh, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, so let me, let me ask you this, because I think most people on the outside. They just see like basketball is basketball, right? And it's every coach is every coach. And the coach that they had in high school and the coach that you might have had in college is is it's the same, it's the same concept. But the coaching in the NBA is so different when you consider the level of talent, the level of knowledge, the um the money 
that's involved in the somewhat tenuous nature of being a head coach. What insight can you let us like, what is it like to, to be a head coach in the NBA? You've worked for these guys. They've, you know, you've seen how they work around teams. What, what's the most important skill that an NBA head coach can have? Honestly, I think it's adaptability. You know, I think it's understanding that this game changes so much so quickly, you know, over just over the years, but even like in an, in a, just a, a season, you know, your game plan could be one way and you stumble upon, you know, a guy gets injured out and then you stumble on a new way to type of play. You have to adjust, you have to be able to adapt quickly to things. And I think that's the big, the, 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 the big skill that coaches need to have. And that's something more nowadays and maybe in years past, but you know, just look at guys like Ty Lue, like Eric Spolster. They don't stay in stuff long. When it's not working, cool. They switch it right away. They go to the next thing, and they try to start finding what will work. And you have some coaches that are just stubborn and continue to do the same thing over and over again. It's going to work. Don't worry. It's going to work. And having that is a, uh, I think, is a mistake sometimes, you know, and, and you got to be ready to adapt very quickly. And then the other thing, too, you got to be able to talk to your guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be able to get, you got to sell it to the players. You know, coaching is a sales job. You know, you got to sell to the players every day, your offensive system, your defensive system, the game plan for tonight. Don't, you know, you got to convince guys who who probably want more minutes, like, hey, no, this is the right amount of minutes for you. You know, you got to mm-hmm. keep, keep getting them to buy in. And it's, it's a daily sales job. And it's something that people got to understand. Like that's, that's what the best coaches do. You know, like when you look at, Greg Popovich, who I think is probably the best coach of all time, in my opinion, you have the, he can't relate with DeJounte Murray. He ain't listening to the same Murray music as Murray. Like, let's just be honest. Right. right? But there's a level of respect with each other and they're able to talk to each other. Pop finds a way to communicate with all of his guys. So, you know, adaptability and being able to communicate are probably the two most important things. And with the communication, you're able to get the buy-in. And I think that's the, the, big stuff there in terms of coaching and people got to understand something coaching's hard hard what we see in games is only part of their day you know it's you know you're managing everything from practice schedule bus schedule when are we shooting around what time are we leaving where are we going where are we shooting around if we're on the road why are we going all the way here you know why can't we find a gym closer to the hotel? I'm, it's small, stupid things. I'm, I'm yeah. not even kidding. But it's that kind of stuff that coaches have to deal with. Then on top of that, you got to fit. You know, if you're a team that's looking to make a move, you're talking with the front office. Hopefully, hopefully you guys are in good communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 working on trying to figure out, you know, how to make the team better. You're looking at game film constantly and things like that. It's an all-encompassing job. Like it takes up a lot of time, and sometimes it's just. What we see is only part of it, you know, and, 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 and it's very easy to criticize. Okay. The rotations, that's my favorite one. Everybody criticizes the rotations. Like you don't know how hard these dudes are working in practice. You also don't know the relationships within the players that the coach might have a better understanding. Like, Hey, I can't play so-and-so with so-and-so cause they don't really get along or whatever. Like, right, they, right. you know, there's it's dumb, it, dumb, even dumb stuff like that. It, you got to deal with and you got to think about it. And I think those are the important things with, with coaching. So it's always funny when we criticize and I criticize coaches too, guys don't, I'm just as bad as everybody else. Um, but it's like I, having that understanding though, of like, there, 
they probably are dealing with more information than we are. That's that's the thing, and that's why I wanted to have have you answer that question because the X's and O's. Let's be honest. There's only so many X's and O's that are out there. They like, all steal from each other. John, right. They all steal the same plays. I, they, right. not, you know, and that's I have coaches that tell me when I was in the video room, if you see a good play, flag it. Let, yeah. you know, let's put together stuff. And if you think there's something that we could use, let me know. And that would be the stuff we would do sometimes. Right. There's there's like the whatever level of innovation that there is, it goes away quick because everybody just steals it. There's no patent on a play. No one said, no, wait, I created horn set. So uh, no one else can do this anymore. Everybody runs the same stuff. It's it's always about the execution. And what I what I love is you had it on your um we're recording this on on uh, Wednesday. Uh, go go to Mo's feed. He, he, you had the, the the Lakers three plays. LeBron running a play hard, handoff coming up from the corner, and just by running the play hard, just by executing the play well, all of a sudden you've got three different options. Uh, one of them is is one, and one of them is uh, oh now I've set this guy up. I go back door. The other one is setting up for a pass. That is the difference, honestly, between executing an offense in the NBA and not in a, in a defense. If you work hard, you're going to do well. You're going to do. You're going to maximize your potential. A team like Oklahoma City or any any bad team, if they just go play hard, you're going to have you're going to give yourself a chance to be in more games than you probably should. So that's why I, I love the answer about. Like you didn't say anything about having a good playbook or anything like that. It's communicating with your guys. It's talking to these guys. It's getting these guys to buy in. If you have Tatum and Brown on your side and they're going to do what you want them to do. And, and you know, some of it's habit breaking as, as Ime has said, but if you get them to do what you want them to do and play hard, all of a sudden you get a nine game win streak when you're winning by an average of 20 some odd points. So I, I love that coaching in the NBA is more relationships than anything because you get like 10 guys on a staff. Everybody can come up with, with great plays. Yeah. And I want to touch on just like that, that the video I did that you referenced the, the one more thing on that. It's funny, right? Play hard. Like yeah, that, no, that really. was the video was play hard, right? Yeah. We, we see it. You'll see it in Celtics games. Tatum will come off a screen and not come off it hard, you know? And it's like, yo, like if you come off it hard, there's probably something there, you know, and, and, and we see it from every team, you know, in, in that respect. And I think that's, that's an important thing there is, you know, the, the effort can take you a long way in that stuff. You know, we, we've seen guys who are not good defenders, but if they try defensively, they can muck up things and, 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 and do just enough to survive. But it's when they're, when they're literally just not paying attention, just don't care on that end. Then you're, then you're in a problem situation. It's just sometimes it's just playing hard and, and, and going to work in that ins instance. And I think that's a big thing um, there. And that's part of, again, that's part of the selling from a coach. Yeah. Play hard. I've, I can't believe I, I mean, I've said that so many times. J just go out there and play hard, please play hard. And, and you'll be surprised. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's such a silly concept that we have to mention it, right? I it know. feels like there's something I would say to grade school kids, just play hard. It'll work out. <laughs> I know. The same thing still. But this, the, the NBA is a long season and sometimes guys are like, yeah, you know, I'm not into it. Sometimes people have off days or whatever, but like some, some people just aren't programmed to just play hard or, or, or even Tatum. He's, he's more programmed 
has been programmed to like get it, like you said, come off the screen, get the ball, do his little, you know, five steps every guy takes to get set. I don't know how it's never a travel, but um, you guys just get set. Let me survey the land. All right, I got this, 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 and now let me take this guy one on one and boom, boom, boom. Like, like that's how he's always played because he's always been so much better than everyone else. Now, play hard. Like, just, just so many things can happen. Um, the NBA is so complicated, but so simple sometimes. It, it it really is. You know, it's 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 it can boil down to a simple thing and and out of a complicated concept. You know, and and that's really kind of the the stuff you got to watch for in that and and like here's a simple here's a simple thing for me with the celtics on their offense yeah when they get going early in their offense and and and, and run something early and quickly get into it quickly i'm not even talking transition but just get into something with 16 seconds on the shot clock they're going to have a better off chance at an offensive possession than they do when they get into something with starting at 12 seconds in the shot clock mm-hmm. you know and, and and it's a simple thing but it's like yo just get into your actions quicker Bring the ball up the court a little bit quicker. Like you'll right. be able to, you'll be just fine. And and because that allows you, like if they stop the first action, you have time to get to get something else. Mm-hmm. You know, we see it too many times where teams are playing up against the shot clock, and it's like, yo, you're gonna end up having to settle for a bad shot. Yeah. All right, man. Well, this has been this has been great. Um, I'll let you go. Uh, we'll make sure you have you back after Marcus Smart tears up the playoffs, so I can just uh, yeah, you just yell at me. I, I have no problem with you. Come at me. I have no listen. I don't mind being wrong because it would be uh, really boring if I was right all the time. I know. Right? Like I, I want to be. Wrong. It's fine. I'm okay with it. And I hope. I hope for the Celtics. It's fun when the Celtics are good. You know. I was really annoyed at the start of the season with you guys. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to see better basketball. You weren't alone. <laughs> Uh, I am keeping up my Marcus Smart crusade. I've latched onto it. It's my thing now. Um, so we'll see, but we'll definitely have you back, Mo. Thank you very much for helping on. Thank you for having me. Thanks to Mo again. Mo is, Mo's great. You can follow him on Twitter at Mo Dakhill underscore NBA. Uh, check him out. Check out his Twitch channel. He's constantly breaking down games. If you want to learn more about basketball and what goes into winning basketball. Mo is one of the people you absolutely need to be paying attention to. He is really, really smart, uh, and I'm, I'm very happy that he was able to spend a few minutes with us. Uh, once again, trade deadline special Thursday at 2 o'clock on the Locked On NBA channel. Uh, I'll be on there with a few other people breaking down everything that's happened. Uh, I will also be back here after the after that and uh, on Thursday night for the Friday show breaking down everything that the Celtics did or didn't do. We'll see how active they are. Uh, and I will be back here to, to break that down here. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. It's free. It's available everywhere. Subscribe on YouTube. The show is available on YouTube. I hope you're subscribing there. And if you are a subscriber uh, anywhere, please do me a favor, share the podcast, tell your friends, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the locked on Celtics podcast here on the locked on podcast network. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.